Most difficult conversations ebb and flow between good progress and difficult moments. Those times, it's a challenge to access our best selves and skills. Here are five common difficult moments and five powerful questions to help you through them. Welcome to The Space Between, a podcast about getting better results from our most difficult and important conversations. The Space Between refers to the figurative terrain between them and us, between where we are and where we want to be, maybe even between who we are and who we want to be when we're in a difficult conversation. I'm your host, Dr. Tammy Lenski, and for over two decades, I've been helping people design conversations that sort out conflict and tension in high-priority relationships at work and home. And this episode is titled, Five Impactful Questions for Handling Difficult Moments. Scenario one, they're defensive or uncommunicative. It's tempting to plunge ahead, hoping they'll come around, right? If they're truly defensive or withdrawn, though, they may be only half listening or not listening at all. At some point, you risk your own frustration increasing if they don't start to meet you halfway as a conversation partner. Instead of plunging ahead, try this question. How can I help make this a conversation you want to have with me? Don't be deterred if their first response is nothing. That's a defensive response. Try waiting in silence or try this follow-up. Okay, nothing would make you want to have this conversation with me. But if something could, what would it be? It's surprising how often patient silence or an inviting follow-up engages a reticent conversation partner. If you're going to use this question, by the way, it's essential that you not defend against their answer. If, for example, they reply, well, you stop attacking me, it's not helpful for you to answer with, I wasn't. When you do that, you simply prove to them that they were right to withdraw from the conversation. A response that helps build engagement might be, I want to understand that more. What did I say that sounded attacking? Scenario two, they're unloading a lot and you're feeling overwhelmed. It's natural for people to unload when they feel someone is finally listening. It's as though a spigot turns on and sometimes they can't turn it back off. It can be a lot to absorb, though. When you fear you're losing track of important points they're making or you're just feeling deluged by the amount of airtime they're taking, try this question. What is the most important thing you want me to understand? A question like this helps them refocus and chunk down the conversation into bite-sized bits you can digest. Scenario three, you're trying to listen, but feeling defensive. It's very difficult to listen deeply when the things they're saying feel unfair, unjust, or untenable. Yet healthy personal and professional relationships need the opportunity to air concerns and grievances without those frustrations getting shut down. When you want to demonstrate your ability to consider feedback, even when it's difficult to hear, try this question. How has this been affecting you? This is another refocusing and redirecting question. It invites them to direct their attention away from criticisms that increase defensiveness and toward a useful reflection about the impact on them. Separating intention and impact can transform a difficult moment into a problem-solving one. Scenario four, they fire off a dead-end statement. Dead-end statements are reactive responses, often issued when the speaker feels defensive, attacked, or backed into a corner. 
they often start with fine, like these. Fine, I'll move out. Fine, I'll never ask you for help again. Fine, I'll just do it all myself. To keep the conversation going when it sounds like they're unilaterally ending it or lashing out unreasonably, try this question. That's an option we can consider. How can we figure out a less extreme solution? A response like this acknowledges their dead-end reaction without pushing back against it or caving to it. And quote-unquote how-can questions engage people's problem-solving abilities without first requiring them to say yes or no. Scenario 5. You want to suspend the conversation for now, but they want to keep going. Continuing a conversation when you're emotionally hijacked increases the odds it's going to veer off course. It's very difficult to reason someone back into reasonableness once they've lost their composure or feel emotionally overwhelmed. If you're aware that you're getting swamped, but either they don't see it or they're hell-bent on plunging ahead, try this question. How can we make sure we can both continue to bring our best thinking to this problem? This one is best prefaced by an observation that you're getting overwhelmed by the conversation and need some relief or a break. The question itself leaves open the possibility that you may be able to stay in the conversation if something changes about the way it's going. And of course, the possibility that a break or a rescheduling is a viable, maybe even a very smart option. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, if you've been enjoying this free podcast, please add a rating or review of the podcast on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Transcripts of podcast episodes are available at no cost to my subscribers who receive an email each time one is available. Visit lenski.com slash subscribe. That's L-E-N is in negotiation, S-K-I.com slash subscribe.